What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. For the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50. 40. To the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Let's go. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's intercepted at the 40. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Welcome, 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 everybody. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are undefeated, and so is the Salty Dogs podcast. Yes. We are the Salty Dogs. I am Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan. And we're coming at you from our beautiful studio here in one what not, no. Advent Health Training Center. Very good. Thank you very much. Excellent. Advent Health, one word. That's right. It specifically, is we're in a room that they used yesterday for shooting the Allie and Donovan TV show. Because this studio is huge. <laughs> but it's got some character now. Yes, very much Like so. a ukulele hanging there on the wall. Mm-hmm. Some kind of wrestling belt. Yeah, that, for those of you, that'll be uh, on Buccaneers.com. It'll also be on WFLA Channel 730 8. 7.30 on Saturday. Saturday. So if you, you... And you know, it's good that we're plugging that because our guest today... We had to look far and wide for this guest, and unfortunately, she's very shy in front of a microphone. Casey Phillips, our oh. own Casey Phillips. Did you get the complete sentence out, can you, and it was already yes? <laughs> no, she's very nice to join yes, us. Yes, And w- one of the reasons why we want to have her on is she, c- she could talk a little bit about that, because it's really an exciting show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she, They've shot it already, and she said it was hilarious. Yeah. They, were, they were like doubled overlap. But I'll, I'll leave that to her to talk about. We should talk about 48 to 40. Well, I'll go back through and listen to last week's podcast to be sure, but I'm pretty sure one of us predicted that the Buccaneers would win 48 to 40 or something like I'm that. Right? Didn't that happen? I'm almost sure. I can prove it. <laughs> Everybody saw that. You could just edit it in. Ready? 48 to 40. <laughs> just edit that into the last one. <laughs> prove me wrong. No, that Jeff. These are not your father's Buccaneers. No, no. Well, actually, well, you could be. It could be seventy nine. We're pretty good then. You not, know? Yeah, but those are defensive teams. Actually, your father's Buccaneers were probably like the actual Blackbeard. Mm. <clears throat> That was no joke. I got it. Arg. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. This was we're this is the Buccaneers. This is a defensive team. This is Warren Sapp saying, "Give yeah. me, give me fourteen points, and we'll win the game." Mm-hmm. Exactly. Warren Sapner said, "Give me forty-eight points, and and we'll and win we'll the hang game." On. We'll hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, it was a great shootout. It was a it great was. game. If you were a football fan, you totally loved it. If you were a casual fan, you were like, "What? What is going on here?" Yeah. So. Um, and it's a tough environment. You know, you can't take it lightly. We've talked previously on a couple of these podcasts that there's there has been a different vibe. And, and let me clarify, one game does not make a season. Mm-hmm. That being said, if the Bucks had not won that game, then everybody would just be going, told See, you we so. told you so. Right. So, do you, you have say there was a different vibe? Yes. Is that like a vibe. jive yeah. vibe? Vibe. Yeah. You know, you're feeling... No, you you know what we did say is it looked like this team had maybe its best collection of skill position weapons ever in this mm-hmm. franchise, and it looked like this team had the potential to be a really good offense. Yes, well we saw that in the preseason, but we did yeah, but it was like eh, you couldn't pre-season. have expected it to be that good. That was insane. Mm-hmm. Mike Vincent Vincent, I'll get to the name right mm-hmm. eventually. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw twelve passes in the direction of Mike Evans and. Deshaun Jackson, every single one of them was caught, and they averaged 25 yards per target almost. That's ridiculous. It, it, it was a video game. It was great, and it wasn't – you know, I got a couple of responses on Twitter like, yeah, but it was against the Saints defense. The Saints defense was good last year. I think they were the top ten, weren't they? They ranked 15th in oh, pass I'm defense, sorry. which oh. is still fine, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they gave up about 230 yards per game passing which isn't that much in this day and age last year we got him for 417 okay let's cut to the chase i mean i i just took the test for the nfl gambling so i know what i can <laughs> and cannot talk about that being said there was a point spread everybody knows what those are for whatever something reason like nine and a half right? nine and a half points and it was the highest spread for week one and uh, uh if you were playing any kind of pool not saying i condone this action but if you were 
and you took the Saints or a lot of a lot of people that are not happy with the Buccaneers right now. I, let's take a moment to laugh at all those people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, given the point spread, it was an understandable oh, pick. But I'm still crazy. happy that they all lost. Well, I think what happens, too, again, we're going to clarify it. It's just one game, but it was certainly a great foundation. So you know what the team can do. You did go up against a playoff team. It's not in their in their place. In their place. With all that noise. With all that noise. Yes. Here's what it does. Jeff, you're right. One game doesn't prove anything. Although we know that if we had lost, there'd be a lot of people jumping off already, right? Mm -hmm. But what I do believe is from what we saw, you always have to say barring injuries, this team can score enough points that it can hang with any team. Any if the, if they can play like that on offense, or even not even that, but eighty to ninety percent of that. You can't expect that great of efficiency every week. But 80 to 90% of what they did there, if they can play that well on offense, they can hang with any team in the league. The defense, obviously, we need better results. But that was against a, a pretty dang good offense, too. Yeah, well, it's Drew Brees. And I, I was thinking he was going to drop off eventually, but he's not dropping off this year. He's not going to drop <laughs> Well, they, off he doesn't have to throw it downfield as much anymore. Mm. He throws it 10 yards to Alvin Kamara, and Kamara runs for 35 yards. He's like, he, he made a stop. On one play, it just – I don't – Kamara? Yeah. Gene, Gene made – Was the, it the touchdown where he started left and then it, went it, up the middle? Gene said that that should be an illegal move. <laughs> it was so good. Which is – which is th that – you know, you, you look at that game from, from the get-go, there was a total different feeling. And as soon as the Saints scored, I kind of chuckled because – you know, everyone keeps an eye on Twitter, and I I follow it because I keep it. I I follow you during the broadcast. A lot of a lot of information. We get notes out, yeah. yeah, we get we trade information, and that's how we do it. It's the quickest way to do it now. But just watching everybody all of a sudden, oh, here we go, long season, boom, 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 and I'm thinking it's only the first drive, and then the Bucks come out, and the first drive, boom, and did it game so, on, yeah, and calmly, and and without losing their cool. Uh, you know, you remember in the 2002 playoffs. We're going up to Philly. That was our personal house of horrors. Hated it. Had lost there in 2000 in the playoffs, in 2001 in the playoffs. Had even lost there in that regular season. Couldn't get past the Eagles, especially in Veterans Stadium. It didn't seem like a good thing for the Buckers. I'm sure we were underdogs in that game as well. We were. So Sam, oh, Sam White, oh, God. John Gruden, that's a terrible <laughs> mistake. John Gruden tells the team on Saturday night before the game, he's like, listen, something bad very well might happen at the beginning of this game. Something could easily go wrong. You have to get over it. You have to just realize there's so much game left. Keep playing. Keep fighting. You guys are ready. Brian Mitchell, I think it was, returns the opening kickoff most of the way down the field, and they score within one minute. Mm -hmm. They've got a seven-point lead one minute into the game. How could, Couldn't go any worse than that. The team stayed calm. Big Joe Jervish's play. The defense starts stifling McNabb, and the rest is history. That's the same kind of thing. This this team, I'm not saying this is a Super Bowl team. No. We don't know, maybe, but we're definitely not going to say that now. Uh <clears throat> This team is confident, and they're, and they're poised, and they believe in themselves. And that, if you want to, if you want to see how true that rings, um, you can go back to our press conferences or our, our interviews in the locker room after the game was over with, and you can catch that on another podcast that we have, uh, Nothing But Bucks, which is interviews and um, player reaction in the locker right. room with T.J. Yeah, Reeves. That, that just started on Monday. Awesome. So if you <clears throat> if you want to verify what I'm saying is – You probably should because you're not very trustworthy. Not at all. Per player, it wasn't what they did as an individual. Huh. It was what happened as a group. That's cool. And having the faith that I knew you were going to be able to do the play because I knew I was going to be able to do it. That's great. And, yeah, and, it's, and it's something we've not seen. <clears throat> And, and that's the difference between we talked about this, I think, last week. The hardest job for a head coach is to get everybody moving in the same yeah. direction. Yeah, but then once it happens, if you, and we're not there yet. We played mm, one no. game. But if you start to roll, then the, the confidence comes from that. And that's when you have these stories about, wow, the team has such great chemistry in the locker room. and everybody. There's cause and effect here. You have to win a few to get that feeling, and then that develops. You don't have that, and that's why you win. Originally, and, and you didn't have all your weapons available to, for that game, all the way through offense and defensively. Uh, yeah, you, you mean because well, Brett Grimes didn't play. Yeah, no, that's true, and, and uh, we got some issues there. Right, we so talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, though. Um, 
Todd Munkin said during training camp that this team's practices this year were like night and day from last year. He said last year we did not practice as well as we should, and it showed up in games. He said this year it's so much better. And part of it is they're practicing longer. They're practicing a little bit harder. It's not nothing crazy, but it's a little bit. Well, it was an adjustment that they made. Yeah, and so it's they think it's paying dividends, and part of that is practice a little longer, get a little deeper in the playbook. Jeff, I looked on uh, the NFL stat site that we go to. Uh, Jesus. They, yeah. I didn't think anybody would know what I was talking about, but they probably thought I was talking well, about Jesus. this is a little inside. NFL Jesus. We have a direct line. GSIS, yeah. Correct. <laughs> so they have some interesting things, and one of them is they, they have your lineup breakdowns. What 11 players did, did you have on the field and how many times? The Buccaneers on offense had 34 different lineup combinations in that game in 62 plays. 34. Only Baltimore, with 35 in the entire league, used more offensive lineup combinations. And how many points did Baltimore score? 47. <laughs> so apparently the key is, well, I mean, what I'm saying is this team, now they're in what? How many years with this playbook now? Four? Okay, so, and they have, have the same coordinators for three years. Um, yes. And then, of course, Dirk was the coordinator before he was the head coach. And <clears throat> Dirk talked about that a lot on Sunday. The continuity, the Saints have it as well, of these coordinators and playing in the same systems and it's paying off. And now I think what you're seeing is the playbook opening up. Had you seen that type of play? Well, here, he explained that Deshaun Jackson touchdown, right? He said last year they ran that play. And there's a there's a guy in the slot and there's a guy on the outside. The guy on the outside, and then Mike Evans is on the other side drawing the safety, single safety's attention. Um, <clears throat> and that and Fitz freezes the safety by staring at, at Mike Evans. And uh, that that and then the outside guy runs up and out to the sideline, which pulls the corner over. And so the only guy that has a shot at Deshaun in the slot is the safety. And because Fitz froze him, it's open. Okay? Wide open. We had that play. We ran it last year, but we had Adam Humphreys in the slot and somebody else on the outside. And maybe Deshaun. And the, and Cutter's like, we had this brilliant idea to switch him. And, and then you take advantage. So Deshaun was in the slot on that play. And you take advantage of his incredible speed. And, you know, Fitz had to make it happen by staring the safety down. But <clears throat> that's what I'm saying is you're getting deeper into the playbook now. And that, and you have to love that because I think that was part of the frustration is when you first put an offense in, you can't go from A to Z. You have to go A to maybe G and that's then G to the – Yeah. So A to G is – like, yeah. I totally understand what you're talking about. You say the one first word, you know the formation, you know. And I think that's where the team's at. Uh, and I and continuity is everything. Yeah. And no matter what you do. Yep. And I think I think sometimes we forget, you know, this is a football team and you have players. But honestly, it's no different than wherever you work. Whatever job you have, you're in the office and you look around or you're in a factory, whatever kind of profession you're in, if you look around at everybody, the only way it works is everybody's going in the same direction. And that becomes with leadership. And it doesn't matter whether it's a football team or you're wherever you want to be mm -hmm. working. If everyone's not having the same vision mm -hmm. moving forward, <coughs> it doesn't work. And it takes a little bit of time to get there. Now, are we there? I don't know. I think it's a great start. Next week, we may be looking at yeah. each other, shaking well, our heads. <clears throat> we started 2016 with a great win in Atlanta, and we started last year with a pretty good win over Chicago and then didn't win the next week. And then the question is, my, my gut feeling, this team doesn't feel like they proved anything. They played one game. Well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, but we have seen teams that go from very yeah. high, very, yeah, yeah. very low. That's true. You don't want to. You want to even that out. You don't want that roller coaster ride. <clears throat> and the key, the key always is never lose two in a row, or you know. But if you get a streak going, whether it's a losing streak mm -hmm. or a winning streak, if you get one, you get to two. Now you have a streak. If you get to three, you can that's get good the math. You can get the five real quick, and that's the same way with losses. All right, now you're definitely getting ahead of yourself. There. No, I'm just saying. But it's same same difference with with losses. If you lose two mm -hmm. in a row, you can get the three and then five. It just it snowballs on you. It does snowball. But it's it's week one. Fifteen yeah. or sixteen <coughs> teams have a win. Sixteen teams have a loss. And we gave up forty points. Yes, <coughs> that's not good. Mm -hmm. um, there were mitigating factors. Part of it being Drew Brees. Uh, he's he, they're just good. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, we were. 
without Brent Grimes and the rookie corners played a lot and they had their bumps and bruises like you would expect. Uh, Vernon Hargraves was actually playing quite well, but then he left the game with a shoulder injury. And that's an issue because Brent Grimes isn't necessarily back this week. We won't know anything until the injury comes up, reports come out later in the week, but he won't necessarily be back for the Eagles. And now there's a question mark about Vernon Hargraves. And how do we know that these are at least question marks? Because on Tuesday, the Bucks signed a cornerback. Marcus Williams, who was with the Jets. He had a six-pack, six-interception season in 2015, um, and he's bounced around a little bit. He was actually with the Saints, not that other Marcus Williams, mm-hmm. but he was actually with the Saints in camp this year. Um, so if you're signing that guy, uh, obviously you're at least a little bit concerned at the beginning of the week. There are, it, it's, it's like anything else. There is, there's room for improvement, but at least take a few days, and after uh, we're doing this on Tuesday – by Wednesday, tomorrow, we're on to the next game, yeah. the Eagles. And, and that's how the team progresses, too. In fact, Dirk at his press conference said, I'm already He's moving. done with it, yeah. <laughs> it, and I will tell you, in my dealings with him. Uh, it's true. When we, we, we he, he does his radio show on Fridays now. Okay. It uh, starts this Friday, as a matter of fact. You can hear it on the Bucks app. We're doing a good job of plugging things today. That's how it works. And um, when we did it on Monday, he was always – Oh, that's you know. I really don't want to talk about that because I'm you already moved, mo- he, I'm on moved Monday. On. He yeah, he's on. moved on. Right, and uh, that makes it. I, I totally understand why. Yeah. yeah. Well, the coaches don't have time to linger. Mm-mm. The players can wait until Wednesday to start fresh, but the coaches have to use these two days to get the g- game plan ready. They, and that's a grind for those guys. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have time for it. And. <clears throat> you got the Super Bowl champs coming in. You, you don't have time to Who? waste. Never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Um. We talked about the defense having some struggles. Uh, there was not a ton of pass rush, but it's hard to sack Drew Brees in, in even the best of circumstances. Got one sack. And it was Vinnie Curry. And here's what I liked about that play. It wasn't like a play where he ran around for a while and he was chasing him down. He said, it was a straight-up ball is snapped. He beats his man with a good move and runs right at the quarterback. He won He won a one-on-one, which we did not do very much last year. Mm-hmm. And that was the idea of loading up here. Now you can – if you can't – double-team Gerald McCoy every play like they used to, or if they do, then you're getting more one-on-ones on the edges, and somebody has to take advantage of it. Again, it wasn't an awesome first game for that D-line, but it wasn't the best scenario for them. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see more out of them in, in games to come. Uh, then also, that defense, okay, first drive of the game, touchdown. Second drive of the game, touchdown. Third drive of the game, field goal. Oh. Fourth drive of the game, Buccaneers touchdown. Fifth drive of the game, field goal or something. Or they t- No, touchdown, they tied it. Finally, okay, I'm losing count here. We got to stop. We scored our first three. It finally got to stop, but by halftime it was 31-24, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there had been a punt, maybe one. I think there was. By the Saints? I, I, yes, by the Saints. Okay. And then the fourth quarter was a kind of a score-a-thon too, but look at the third quarter. The Buccaneers did not allow any points. They, they, I think they stopped three drives, and that's ended up being the difference in the game. They stopped one drive when Gerald McCoy and Levante David both had nice stops. They stopped another drive when Justin Evans had a nice stop on third and six. And that, just stopping the Saints from scoring in that one quarter, even though the first two quarters in the fourth quarter didn't go extremely well, that was enough. Scoring 31 <laughs> points in the first half made being at the Superdome tolerable. <laughs> Which is hard to do. It's very hard to do. Because that place is the worst. I know. It's one of your favorites. It's easily my least favorite stadium in the NFL. It is, uh, yeah. I can't stand it, that it's place. A, it's a hard, uh, but I will say this, the people that work there are very, very oh, nice. Oh, it's not the people. No, people are awesome. awesome. It's it's the music, that stupid Ying Ying Twins song, the or whatever. Oh, uh-huh. God, I can't stand that song. That and the elevator broke. And the Well, it broke? Yeah. The well, one well, elevator? there's two. There's seven and eight, and seven broke. <laughs> or eight, eight broke, seven still worked. And so, you know, after the game's over with, oh, I re- I, this, we're, yeah. we're on the air until 30 minutes after. And you get, then you got to hustle buses the bus. Buses leave an hour, after. an hour after. I'm standing in front of the elevator, and the doors open, and the guy looks at me and goes, sorry, you can't get on. I got to go get Drew Brees. The door closes, and he goes down. 
And I look at the elevator guy and I said, Drew Brees is buying me an airline ticket to Tampa. <laughs> and he goes, why? I said, well, I'm at a 12-minute mark to catch a bus. Jeez, and, that close. And, it, and they're not going to wait for me. No, they're not. So, so Drew's buying me a ticket. He gets his walkie-talkie out and he goes, hey, I got a bucket. I think the guy thought I was a coach because yeah, I had a buck shirt go. on. You know, I had a briefcase. And you didn't disabuse him of that notion, Not did you? at all. I was like, you know, <laughs> Drew Brees, really? You're like drawing X's and O's on you your know, what, I, what I was thinking was he lost. Why are you giving him the elevator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they but, all turned their back on Drew Brees after but, one but, loss. But I did love it that they, the guy radioed him and said, you know, once you drop Brees off, uh, hurry up and get up here. These got to go. So the guy comes up, he expresses down, you know. Oh, nice. It was nice. Well, you got the red carpet treatment. Three minutes before the bus Three was left. Three minutes. Yeah, I was, te- I was texting Tim, uh, who's our, our yeah. director of travel, who does a terrific job. And I was keeping him abreast. Now we're plugging Tim Jarocki. Well, the, hey, never. You can well, ne- that's true because never you, do want, a good, with the travel you want a good seat on the plane. <laughs> I'm just I don't really no even like Tim, but I'm nice to him <laughs> yeah, all the time. no center seat. <laughs> um, but it was kind of funny. But I had three minutes to spare, and I jumped on the bus. So that is I, crazy. But, but the dome is... <clears throat> That it, same elevator at the end of the game, at the beginning of the game, they're packing nine and ten people on there, and you can't even move. At the end, I wait, was waiting to go down to the field, and I was the fifth person in line, and I go, only four can get on at once. Yeah, no. For some reason, yeah. all of a sudden, at the end of the game, they decided they could only do four at once. And what amazes me about the elevator, it's about... It's tiny. It's, it's, it, maybe it is six feet by four feet. That sounds about if right. If that. And I only know that because rolling equipment in. But what they do is they have a guy in a stool running it. That takes up this much real estate. Exactly. Yeah. But all right, enough complaining. But we digress. About but but here's why the, are we complaining? We're victorious. Well, just sometimes it's a little behind like the curtains. Like you said, it, it made the stadium tolerable this one time. Yes. At least. And I just wanted to hear you moan and groan about this. All right, Jeff. We could probably talk about this game for but an hour. We're putting it to bed. But, uh, yeah, we're going to turn the page like Coach already did because we'd like to get our guest in here. Okay. Uh, so are you ready for that? Oh, heart be still. I think she's in the green room. I'm going to go get her. All she right, had a good. bunch of – what's that list called where you have demands? A trailer list or something like that? Huh? You know, like the musicians want all green M&Ms. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. She has a contract. She has, she has a, one of those. She, um, so she's in there eating green yes, M&Ms. Yes, Actually, I think her favorite thing is watermelon sour patch. Yeah, and, and you got a, certain ones. We'll and find out when she gets in here. We'll find out. Let's get to her now. All right. The Salty Dogs. All right, Salty Dog fans, we are back. Uh, we have a guest with us now. I am still Scott Smith. And I am still Jeff Ryan. And, and our guest is some of you, if you're follow the Buccaneers, you know very well. Um, she does a great job of helping with all the coverage of what's going on. And she also had a fun time in the Superdome this Sunday. Casey Phillips, thanks for joining us. Of course. I feel so honored to be considered a salty dog. This is great. <laughs> you are not a very salty dog. I'm I not the, very salty. <laughs> I, have, I, I have, oh, oh yeah, her saltiness. She's bringing down the average age. Yeah, her, her saltiness is, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, darn. <laughs> um, do you feel like Scott's cheating on you since he's yes talking to me all the I time I feel like now? I've been replaced. I'm like, man, we had these all these amazing shows. We're going on season four together now, <laughs> and he just all of a sudden finds someone better. I see how it is. You know, if I'm going to be replaced, though, I'm okay with it being by you. Whoa. Yeah, serious. and you don't have to refer to yourself as a salty dog. So Okay, good. And, you know, I, I don't get to be on the, the Donovan and Allie show. Me the either. The and Donovan show. Yeah. It's, right? It's a very exclusive club there. It's also because we cannot fit any more people in the studio, so <laughs> well, that really is it. We are actually in the studio right now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We, uh, we're, we've talked about how big this studio is, and we have the TV portion luxurious. over in that corner. Yes, it's very luxurious. <laughs> this is the radio. Very yeah, this is the, yeah. This is the podcast <laughs> anti-room over here. It is here. divided in half by mm-hmm. the purposefully on-camera looks nice and then all of the other stuff in the other half. All right, Casey, you got the best job in the world in what, 2015? 15, When yep. you came here, but before that, you had... Not quite as good jobs, right? They <laughs> right, as good of course. As this one. Nothing compared. So tell to this us what one. you were doing before you were a Buccaneer employee. Before I was here, I was with the at the time St. Louis Rams, <laughs> uh, now Los Angeles Rams, but I was there in St. Louis. Uh, and then before that, I was with the Washington Wizards and Mystics in D.C. And before that, I was with Disney over in Orlando. What was the best of those? Ooh, okay. So we're not including the Buccaneers. We're talking right. about only the other because it's clearly the best, right. obviously. Um, Man, I think I would have to go – ooh, that's tough. I would have to go either Disney or, or the Rams. The Wizards, it was some rough years when I was there. They, <laughs> they had some struggles. It was still a lot of fun doing that job, but it was a lot with all the road trips. I traveled with the team for both seasons, and, I mean, I it was the craziest schedule I've ever had. So even though I loved what I was doing for work, 
Uh, I had no life whatsoever. Uh, the, the Disney one was really fun just because, I mean, if, if anybody knows me at all, I'm pretty much like a walking advertisement for Disney. Like, <laughs> like, like Jeff said, the whole reason that I'm not a salty dog is that I'm a little bit more of a Disney type <laughs> dog. So that was just very perfect for me living in this little perfect. I lived in celebration you oh, know, that this place is crazy. Cute little it's town. Like a time warp. I couldn't believe it. The first day I moved in there, yeah. I heard horse hooves and I'm like, what am I hearing? And I looked outside <laughs> and this horse drawn carriage is going by my window. I was like, where am I? Like, it's like Pleasantville. It was. It was exactly <laughs> like Pleasantville. They had festivals and parades all the time for <laughs> no apparent reason. It was amazing. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I loved getting to work for Disney and work all their races. I got to work the Super Bowl parade when Eli Manning came through. Just a lot of really unique. Uh, they also had Olympians training there that year. It happened to be an Olympics year. And it was also the year that the NFL lockout happened. So we actually had a lot of NFL guys working at the Wide World of Sports. Hmm. Okay. Um, so just a bunch of really random things to get to do. And then the Rams was just a blast. That was my first NFL team. And getting to work in the NFL for the first time, it was it was great. And they were a great group of guys. Uh, it was Jeff Fisher when I was there. And he you know, just treated me great, and it was it was a lot of fun. Okay, well, uh, to rewind, the correct answer to that question was St. Louis Rams because you got to live in St. Louis. Because I got to live in St. And Louis. You got to partake of St. Louis pizza, and I got to learn how to. terrible that St. Louis pizza is. <laughs> this is one of Scott's and my most contentious debates. He th he thinks it's amazing. Anyone who is not from St. Louis hates it. Okay, what you have to explain <laughs> what a St. Louis pizza is. It's not pizza. That's <sighs> the first and foremost thing to understand. Not pizza. I don't uh, know what you would. I don't know. It. I see crust. I see sauce. I see cheese. I see toppings. It I sounds see like things a pizza. imitating those things. <laughs> Jeff, it's very, very thin. Okay. The the there's no real edge crust. The sauce and the cheese and the toppings go all the way to the edge, and it has a special cheese called Provel, which that is a cheese mix. Is the problem. And it's really creamy compared to regular pizza cheese, and it's is it it's real so cheese? Great. Yeah, it's it's made. It's a blend of three real cheeses. But somehow <laughs> the consistency it you know, creates is just... You're, you disappoint me. Oh, I know. I remember for a while I didn't tell him my true thoughts, and then once we'd been working together long enough, I was like, you know, it's terrible. He can't <laughs> harm me. I'm going for right, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> We've been working together long enough. I have to tell you the true thoughts. It's terrible. So what's the best part about working here? Well, doing Other than shows with the two of you, oh. of course. <laughs> now she's got it. Yes, now I've learned this PR machine over here. Um, I think... That my favorite part is, you know, I had a lot of different jobs and I had to, I moved fairly often and two seasons had been See, the longest. See, now I could be salty right now. Couldn't hold a job, could you? Couldn't hold, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. The longest I was anywhere was about two seasons. And so getting to come here and actually be here longer and develop all the relationships with, I mean, this coaching staff is amazing. The front office is amazing. The player, the locker room is one of the most respectful and fun group of guys I've ever been around. They're a blast to interview. Um, it's just I, every day I'm like, I can't believe that I get paid to just have fun talking to these guys and then watching them play football every day. It's incredible. You uh, you were an athlete, right? I said were. Were. I'm oh, sorry yeah. sorry if you're still Hardcore playing. Hardcore past tense. <laughs> were is very fair. I Yeah, my glory days are, are just so far behind me. I can barely see them in the, in the rear view mirror. You know how it says objects and mirror are yeah. closer than they appear? <laughs> That's yeah, not the case. Not the case with me. They are just as far away as they appear. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up playing – Man, basketball, volleyball, I did track, I did softball, I even did tennis for a little while, I did everything. Basketball was the big one. That was the one I played year-round, did all the travel AAU stuff. And ironically, I played at the Disney Wild World of Sports uh, several years at the national championships, starting first year when I was like nine. The idea that a nine-year-old kid is already doing these hardcore like national championship travel all over the place. Things. It happens it's, in every sport. Oh, yeah, and now I look back and I'm like, God, that's so crazy. Um, it didn't seem crazy at the time. But, yeah, basketball was the big one. I'd always wanted to play in college. Then I realized I wanted to do broadcast journalism and saw I needed to go, in my opinion, to Mizzou for that. I know that will also incense you that it wasn't no, no, Northwestern. No, Mizzou's a great journalism school. That's, we, my sister I don't think went there. I don't think it's as good as Syracuse, though. Uh, Northwestern and Mizzou are both better. I also love the idea that people Not, are sitting there listening going. To broadcasting. No. Oh, good grief. Start naming the people that. that Northwestern? Yeah, There's tons of them. Syracuse? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I just love that people are probably sitting there going, are there really journalism school rivalries? Yes. Like, is that a real thing? <laughs> They're like, this is the saddest is, rivalry I've ever heard. It is now. Saddest oh, rivalry. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's like all of us little nerds sitting around being like, we're better than you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you got to rule your own kingdom. Okay? Exactly, you yes. You got to be the biggest kingdom. But I decided to go to Mizzou, and I found out that the way, part of why their program is so good, you have to work at the NBC station there all the time, and it's just not conducive to playing a, a traveling ah, sure. sport. And I was like, well, you know, the point of college is to get a job. And 
I should probably be doing the you thing. You didn't think you were going to the WNBA. Yeah, you know, that really was not the plan. I actually yeah. did play with and against a lot of girls that, that did, which was That's pretty neat. fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's like what I would say is probably my one claim to fame is that one girl who did play in the WNBA said I was the hardest person she ever had to go against well, defensively. Give us the so name. that's it. Her name was Brittany Raven. It probably still is. Was her? Yeah, well, no, was. it well, could just be here. Brittany. She's that not is here. a really fantastic name for a sports star. Isn't it great, Brittany Raven? Raven? Yeah, it was pretty great. <coughs> so that she said that once in an interview that I was, I mean, now I think she might have also said this before she went into the WNBA, so I'm <laughs> thinking it changed. But leading up to that That's point, great. so that was probably my one claim to fame. But yeah, I was not I was not planning on being a WNBA star and decided I needed to stop and then just played a bunch of rec ball, blew out my knee like a true just washed out person, and, and here we are now. So before you go, not that we're near that time yet, but we got to make sure we touch on the new Allie and Donovan show. That's what it's called. Right? Well, before we yes. get into that, which, what was your thoughts on the game? Oh, the game, yeah, man. Her, her, her thoughts. The, the game, I was so incredibly excited just because, first of all, that was my first time to get to go into New Orleans and come out with a win. That's true. And that was a great feeling that I was actually talking to one of the other staffers as we were leaving. And to get into and out of the stadium, you have to walk across the whole field. And we we talked about there's usually still like fans and some family members and people like in the arena when we're or in the stadium when we're leaving, and he made a comment that it usually feels like this walk of shame <laughs> as we're leaving that there's all these people yep. standing there like watching us and you can tell we're with the Buccaneers and we're just trudging across the field <laughs> and like oh god and this time we we're looking around and we're like yeah, yeah. take that in take your face. that yeah like we felt as if we who dad who dad yeah as if we had anything to do with it which is also funny like we're all sitting here feeling all yeah. good about ourselves and we contributed zero yeah. percent but. Yeah. Feeling pretty good in about your ourselves. face, those ten-year-old kids playing. That's exactly touch right. Football it in is. the corner. That's it's so probably accurate. Drew Brees' son. It probably is, and I'm still. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm still saying, take that, everybody. So that was that was great. So I enjoyed getting the win. It was. I'm one of those people that loves high-powered offensive games. Uh, oh yeah, that's really rare. People yeah. that like. I offense. know. What's well, funny? One of my it's really on a branch. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went out on a limb there. One of my friends from college uh, covers the Saints, and he talked about how he really was like. Act, like adamantly wanting a defensive game at halftime he he came over and we were chatting and I was like man I love this game he's like of course you do he's like I hate this game like <laughs> he's like I want there to be some semblance of defense going on but I I there loved wasn't. it there was not I I loved the high-powered offense I loved everything about it it was I and I love Fitzpatrick he's just one of the greatest he's one of my favorite athletes I think I've ever covered and so I was very happy for him did you know he went to Harvard <laughs> no, I'd it's a little never known heard fact, that. Yeah. Little known. And wait, did you know Cam Brait also? <laughs> no. No, I know it's crazy. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? That's what this podcast is for. This Uncovering inquiring minds. Like this. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. So um, Fitzpatrick, you were just talking about him. You've had some times to deal with him. Isn't it amazing how calm he is now? He is so <clears throat> chill, and I love it. But then when you think of calm and chill, I think a lot of people think that means no personality or no anything else it almost is like sounds boring and he is as far from that as right. possible you know like he's so fun so witty like his sense of humor is just like it's it's incredible i mean it, it makes sense like he's he is a smart guy as much as we <laughs> joke about the harvard stuff he's smart and his sense of humor is exactly that he's the guy i feel like when you watch a show and they have these quick one-liners and you're like man why can't i be like that that's me talking to Fitz. He says stuff, and I'm like, God, why? Like, why can't I think to say stuff like that? Steal it. I know, yeah, I'm going to start doing that and be like, I Uses totally. Lines. I'm just, yeah. I'm like asking Ryan, hey, so I had this conversation the other day. Yeah. What, what should I have I said I need here? some Woody Bond. All, yes. all you have to do is say it first. <laughs> He's <laughs> great. So yeah, I, I, I just love him, and he really, he is so calm, and I think it's the perfect demeanor out on the field where they said he's, he is calm in the moment. But then I had, uh, I did the radio show with Ryan Jensen uh, Monday afternoon, and he was talking about how Fitz was still getting so excited and that they were excited with and for him and it became this contagious excitement out there after these big plays. Um, and he and, and Allie both were joking about there were so many big plays, they didn't want to run all the way down there to celebrate <laughs> with the guy, so they just stayed and celebrated with Fitz. They're like, ah, let's just high five Fitz. You guys are already 50 yards down the field. I'm not going down there. Speaking of which, he saved himself a lot of running on that one Adam Humphreys play because – him and I think DeMar, there were two guys that stayed back because they saw the flag and knew what mm -hmm. it was. And everybody else ran all the way down the field. I did see that, yeah. <laughs> you could tell the vets, the wily vets here that know, like, yeah. I don't need to run all the way down yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't, that was I don't think that was a real penalty. I oh, mean, I understand, well, I know, I understand why it happened, though, but it wasn't a deliberate thing. When a guy turns his back like that, you, you know, you, once you put your hands up, you're done. That was, by the way, I heard you guys in here talking about how much you hate the Superdome. I didn't even get to see that play because my seat in the press box was so high up. 
I did not see half the yes. field. We haven't even talked about how terrible it was. Literally could not see half the field. I'm like <laughs> leaning forward in my seat, and the whole, like, if it happened hash mark over on one side, yeah. wasn't happening. So I, I, the play would be in my view. Then he'd throw a long pass, and I'd have to try to switch to look to the video board oh, yeah. to see it happen. And so, like, I missed all these plays. I'm like, I, I don't know what just happened. And so they threw that flag, and I was so because I just heard it, like, I heard reaction, and then I saw the flag, and I was like, I, I don't even know how to feel about this. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, what happened was um, it was a very well-designed play, and mm -hmm. Donovan Smith, that wasn't even the guy. Somebody else was supposed to block that guy, but Donovan ended up giving him a little shove in the back, and Adam had already gotten around him. So even though I agree that it was the right call, it didn't affect the play. That's what makes it frustrating. So that was a 65-yard gain. And remember the, the play where the DB fell down and Chris Godwin was running wide? It was like the one deep ball that Fitz didn't hit all day. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Both those plays happened on third down, and the drive ended there. So that could have easily been like another 140 yards Jeez. on his total. He could he could have had like 550 yards in that game with, crazy. without a stretch. Isn't that amazing? Ridiculous. I, I love it. I absolutely love that. And speaking of Donovan, that actually was my favorite moment of the whole day was the way he celebrated after the game when they were coming off the field. He and just right at the exact moment he's coming off the field, about to go in the locker room, Todd Monken comes around the corner. Donovan just basically grabs him by the shirt and just starts shaking him like a <laughs> rag doll and being like, let's go, let's go. And like, I happened to be standing there videoing. This literally happened a foot in front of me. And I just clipped that little part and I tweeted it out. And it's probably gotten more reaction than almost anything I've ever tweeted. And all these people being like, someone check on Monken. Is he okay? <laughs> like, and then my the, the best one is that somebody tweeted the gif of, if you were an Avengers fan, when uh, Hulk grabs Loki and just starts smashing him on the ground over and over again. <laughs> I don't again. have no I don't idea what that means. <laughs> See, this is why the salty dogs don't yeah. get this reference. Jesus. This is why I come in here with a little youth. You know. Well, um, you never get any of my movies. I know, references. exactly. So, see, this is finally I'm getting back at there you. you How does it feel? It's the worst, it isn't it? It feels terrible. It feels Casey. terrible when You've you don't get You've made me feel bad on my own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yes, it, it was all these Hulk references of him just smashing everybody, and I loved it. In all seriousness, um, well, in half seriousness, not this first <laughs> We're part. We're never whole serious. seriousness. Nope. Here. Everybody wondered why would the Salty Dogs have Casey Phillips on their show? Why would we? What, what's, the, what's the purpose of that? I'm just kidding about that part. But I, serious, I was wondering the same thing myself. Well, so the yeah. serious part is, honestly, you're giving us a lot of stuff that you experience on the sideline that's mm -hmm. interesting and fun that the fans don't – they don't get that part of it. So I love hearing about that stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's what I love is that, you know, <clears throat> that's what I think is so cool about when you and I do shows, especially is that you're so much – you talk to all the, the coaches and, and all the press conference stuff and the X's and O's and the football side of all of it and then, like – I just happen to be like randomly around again, like on the sideline, especially at home games when I'm down there running all over the place for the, you know, things on the video boards. And I do get to see sort of these um, random side moments that I think help make them a more human person that everybody looks at these players like they aren't human. You know, that's why fans can be so hateful towards them. It's true. It's why they can, you know, they either are hateful towards them or when they see them, it's like complete awe, like yeah. they're superhuman. Right. And it's funny, the two responses to that, and I think that's always what I've loved about my job and what my goal is with my job is to remind everyone that they are just human. They are sometimes gigantic humans, <laughs> <laughs> and they are very good at their jobs, but they are still yeah. human, and I love getting to show the sides of their sense of humor, their quirks, their favorite and least favorite things, and their reactions to winning, and um, I just think that's the stuff that fans really love seeing because it's like, oh, yeah, this – this is just a yeah. dude. That segues well into the bit that, for some reason, Jeff wouldn't let me ask you <laughs> earlier. Um, and that is, and so before we go here, plug plug the show with Allie and Donovan. And a, earlier we were Had doing I something not else. interrupted you, you would not have gotten the cool Todd Munkin story. We would have gotten around it <laughs> in the other order, it, Jeff. So just continue. Casey, I just see like, the hey, saltiness Casey, now. Off, off air here. Uh -huh, yeah, a I sidebar. Am, I am interviewing potential replacements for Jeff. So oh, man. Wow, <laughs> look at that. Gee, going to really break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh, I can anyway. be just as salty. The yeah, can you, and Donovan well, show. And, and give this us, kumbaya give us moment's over. Okay, teases. Us yes, I gave, a, I gave a little tease on our uh, yeah, Buccaneers Insider earlier. Um, so the show will air this Saturday at 7.30 on WFLA. We're also going to put it on the Buccaneers website. So if it's someone that does not live in the Tampa area, you can still see it. And um, we'll also turn it into a podcast. And it will be too. a podcast as well. Oh, so there's a mm -hmm. lot of ways you can see the show, which is awesome. And I'm so excited because, you know, we did the radio show with them two years ago. And, it you know, it was something that we had pitched 
and that a lot of people are like, man, you're going to do a show with offensive linemen? Like, are fans going to care about that? That they're used to fans wanting the quarterback, the wide receivers, you know, some of these big-name guys. And this is why I love O-linemen is they get – like they don't get the love, you know, that they just sort of get, unless they get a penalty called on them. A lot of times people don't even think about yeah, what they right. did. And there was some concern about like, are O-linemen going to be able to carry a show? And then it became one of the best radio shows. People were constantly asking about it, tweeting about it, talking about how much they loved it because those guys are hysterical. Their personalities are so unique from each other and just people in general. And the way that they came in together as rookies, became such good friends, were roommates with each other. They know each other so well. And it's just a blast to just talk about completely random stuff. We do also talk some football. Like, we talked about the previous game. We looked ahead to the Eagles game. But sandwiched in the middle is just absurdity. And uh, we do take fan <coughs> questions. Oh, good. Ooh. And that was one of my favorite parts of the show. We did a uh, two-part way to try to get to know them better. Because I realized, you know, as much as we did have a whole radio show for a year, there might be a lot of people who don't know them as well as mm -hmm. we think if they didn't hear that show. So the two ways I decided in the first episode to help people get to know them is we played uh, the newlywed game because I joke that they always seem like a married couple anyways <laughs> um, and asked each other some questions. And one of the questions I asked was, what is the other one's most annoying quality or habit? Okay, that sounds good. And don't tell I'm not going to tell you, but the answer to that, and then there was also a follow-up fan question that was sort of related to it. Uh, that was very that basically I'll just tell you that at one point Donovan was just covering his face with his hands laughing hysterically <laughs> and if you've never heard Donovan Smith laugh it brings joy to all around and he's 330 plus pounds of just high-pitched giggling <laughs> and that is and, and I'm excited that people can now see them yeah. because I think you forget when you're listening to the radio how giant they are and there's something about when you can see how big they are and that he's giggling that makes it even better. So I'm pumped that there's there's an on-camera version now for people to see in addition to just hearing them. All right, I'm sold. Jeff, you sold? I'm buy-in all the time okay, on it. We yep. said WFLA Saturday. Channel 30, yep. then Tampa Bay, and then other affiliates. So you need to check your local listing throughout yes. Florida. Okay. Exactly. Or but watch yeah. it on Buccaneers.com. Buccaneers.com. we got the podcast. And then we'll turn it in also to a podcast awesome. It'll, in case you're driving and you want to listen. Well, Casey, the last segment of our show uh, is when we answer questions, and we, we've usually bid our guest adieu by then. But would mm -hmm. you like to stick around and help us answer these sure, questions? Sure, why not? I'll, I'll continue to bring the, the youth to the, to the questions in case there's any sort of reference you're not going to yeah. get. Yeah, you One know. appearance. Youth. And oh. that's it. I'm done. It's going to her head. <laughs> yeah. This whole youth thing. This it's all relative. Though, I, isn't I it? think she needs to check her birth certificate when she's saying youth. <laughs> Dude, this, that, yeah. You're right about it being relative is that I was joking with someone the other day that the problem with staying with a team long term is that <laughs> the team stays the same age <laughs> and so we true. just keep getting older. And so you get a new crop of rookies in, guys retire or leave. And like I always joke that I will not consider myself old until I'm older than everyone on the team. And I told Ryan Fitzpatrick he's got to hang around <laughs> because he's saving me a few years here. Casey, you'll, you'll really know you're there when you start getting players here who their birth dates are after you started working here. Oh, my gosh. I've had that, and that wow, hurts. Wow, that that's hurts funny. Mm -hmm. All right, <laughs> let's wrap it up and get to the fans' questions here in just a minute. We'll be right back on the Salty Dogs podcast. No, we could have just gone right through. We could just go right through right now. We can. We can just right, peeling back it. the curtain here. All right. So no. you're not going to put a, a radio in it in right here? Do you want me to or not? No, no. Okay. This is great. All right. All right. Ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. We can do it however we want to, right? That's the beauty of podcasts. All right. First question. Hey, Scott and Jeff, this did come to the Salty Dogs email. So this was meant for the Salty Dogs, but notice that they only said, hey, Scott. Right. Well, you're the star. <laughs> yeah, I think we understand the pecking order here now. <laughs> While watching the game on Sunday... Here's the cool news. Keep talking. Go ahead. While watching the game... On oh, I can't <laughs> hear you. That's right. I keep telling him he's, he's got the technical hand on the button. Yeah, the finger of God over here right. deciding whether or not he's allowed to speak. While watching the game on Sunday, I had a thought when the Bucks scored their final TD to go up 47-24 with 12-19 left in the fourth quarter that the Bucks should have gone for two to make it a four-possession game. I know it sounds a little crazy to worry about the Saints scoring three touchdowns and three two-point conversions in 12 minutes, but this almost happened. There's a big difference between a 24 and 25-point lead, three versus four possession game. Thanks for the math there. So conversely, there's not much difference between a 23 and a 24-point lead, both three possession games. What do you think about this strategy? Another way to look at it, would you rather try to win a football game by going for two on offense or defending a two-point conversion on defense? And that's from Adam. I'd rather defend. <coughs> not me. I think that's a high percentage play. Here's my thought on two point conversions. To, to defend it, it's a high percentage play to score it. I'd well, rather I know. be going I'd, for it on offense. 
You would? If, you, if it's down to we're going to win the game and you're either on offense or defense on the two-point play, I'd rather be on offense. Uh, I said I'd rather be on defense. I don't like going for two unless you have to because I think it sucks all the momentum out if you don't get it. It's not as high a percentage. Yeah. And if, if you can just get the guaranteed extra point, I am all for that because I think it can really be a momentum killer. When you're all excited, you scored – then you don't get the two-point conversion, and somehow it just feels like it takes all the wind out of the sails. Yeah. I would, I get the point here. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. No. But I wouldn't do it. For one thing, if you don't get it, I know he's saying there's no not much difference between 23 and 24. There is a difference. There is a difference <laughs> because then they don't have to get three two-point conversions. Or if they decide to go for the last one, you lose. And I don't think you want you. I think you want to make it as hard for, on them as possible. And like you said, there was 12 minutes left. They had to get three touchdowns and three two-point conversions, and that's probably not going to happen. Now it it got scary got close, close, right? But it didn't happen because there just wasn't enough time, thanks to Fitz running that one out, right? Who would have thought uh, that <coughs> that would be what we would need to win the game on was Fitz's legs? Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't make that first down, I know. But you have made them go. You have made them score three touchdowns and, and, three, and also at that 12-minute mark, you're not thinking that you're never going to score again. I mean, we could have easily scored. We, in fact, we had scoring the field had goal. not been a problem well, so far. <laughs> we, you we, noticed that didn't we you? did have an opportunity to right. score, we and we f- didn't execute. Right. We and if that would have, we we if that would have happened, the game, game was over. over. Right. So I do get the point. I don't think it's a crazy thought, but I don't think I would do it. I'm not a, a gambling person, and I tend to be of the I will always take the sure points. I will always take the idea. And now again, of course, there are situations where you start needing to worry about that, but that early in the game. There are infinity scenarios that can happen. Exactly. If you start worrying about, well, he could do this, and if he scores four of this and three of this and two of this, I mean, you will drive yourself insane and get this whole paralysis by analysis thing. Like, at some point, you got to just play football, get the points, and then... Although, I will point out that the extra point is no longer the sure thing that it was. Yeah, I didn't really want to think about that, but that <laughs> is true. And we learned that from Martin Gramatica. Yeah, that's right. He made a big, our guest. excellent point last week about that. Okay, next question, which isn't a question. Remember when we had the fan named Rusty who, who said they did their chores, uh, This the, listening to the podcast was a reward? Uh, I believe it's a female, isn't it? It is. You'll find that out. Because it was T.I.? Uh-huh. Well, you're about to find out. Okay. Dear Scott and Jeff, thanks so much for the much more than expected answer to my question about Adam Humphrey's yardage on the podcast last week. Wow. There were so many things I learned from the research you did. For the record, Jeff's guess was much closer than mine. I thought it might be around 160 yards. She was talking about how long he actually ran on that return. Of, oh, of I see. Yeah, <coughs> not just the yardage. but Jeff asked, how old is Rusty? And he did that because of the chores thing. I yeah. think because I reward myself listening to the Salty Dogs when I finish my daily chores. I'm going to be 75 next month. Yo, Rusty, yes. We seniors can still be active with chores. Take you th- weren't questioning that. Take take that, Casey, young whippersnapper, <laughs> you. Even though my days were much busier before I retired from nursing, so she was also a nurse, which wow. is awesome because nurse are, nurses are awesome people. Love it. I absolutely love I it. I love the show and the fun you guys have. Today's show should be lots of fun, talking about the great win in New Orleans last Saturday. I hollered and jumped up and down so many times during the <laughs> game that my granddaughter ran into my room several times. Not to see if I was, I was all right, but to take a video of how silly her grandmom gets watching the Bucks. Oh, Grandma, keep going. Go I Salty Dogs and go Bucks. Yes, go Rusty. That's I a like new. It. That's a new um, reality for uh, for seniors now is that their grandchildren can tape them at any time they want to. Yeah, that seems like and, a and throw it up on YouTube. That's a terrible. Idea. Although that's even like now the kids all of a sudden are growing up with a thousand videos of them yeah, already posted right. on social media they never agreed to. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, Rusty. That's very kind of you. Um, and and keep listening too. One final question. Hey, dogs. Hey dogs. Hey dogs. Hey dog. Great. Was it D A W G S? No, it's just D O G S. I think y'all should be salty D A W G S dogs. Salty dogs. We'd have to redo a new logo though and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's not in the budget. I'm sorry. <laughs> it all went to this TV set behind us. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Casey. I like the guests so far. My favorite one was actually Martine last week, though I never did listen to the Rondé Barber one. I think one time you read a question where a guy said he would like to hear you. Like you to get Carl Williams on the show, that right? Didn't that? Yeah, I think that happened at some point. That got me thinking about who I'd like to hear, and I think my dream guest would be John Gruden. That's not gonna happen. It's not now. gonna happen now. <laughs> yeah, if he weren't <laughs> coaching, I'm he sure might do it. Yeah. he would do he, it. He would have done it if it, if he wasn't coaching. Yes, we could have got him. Uh, you know, we're gonna get close next week because we're gonna get Tony Dungy. Yes, he's already told us he'll do it. Yes, look at that. That's, That's awesome, gonna be right? awesome. That'll be huge. So my question, to you guys, is a simple one: Which who would be your dream guest for the podcast? Thanks and go Bucks. Marlon, that's M-A-R-L-O-N. I think like Marlon Wayans, right? Not like Marlon from Finding Nemo. Yes. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> More references. No, we are kidding. Marlon Wayans is... I'm just giving you ideas. Okay, so Jeff, you want to take that one first? <clears throat> oh, man. Who would I want to... Okay, well... I, I assume it's a Buck-related guy. Well, I would say it would be a Buck-related Or NFL. Guess. And, yeah. It's kind of weird. The first person that popped in my mind well, This was, isn't going to be cool. No, it's not. No, it is well, going to be cool. it is. If it's weird. Well, not weird. It's because... It was Leroy Selman. Oh well, that, and that's, that's a shame. that was the first thing that popped into my mind. Yeah, if we're allowed to have, yeah, if yeah. You, you know that hypothetical thing, but right. that was you know when I think of all different bucks, um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Well, you, okay. You know what guy I think would be really interesting on the show is Joey Galloway. Yeah, I did a radio show with Joey. Joey was a lot of fun. Was he kind of off the wall a little bit? Uh, yeah, and he was, re- and, and he's now doing ESPN. Yeah, I mean, he can talk age. clearly. He's, he's great. I I actually have his number. I, oh, so maybe Let's we'll get reach him out. On here. Maybe we'll reach out to him and see. And then uh, I could have my dream guest. Okay, you say Joey Galloway. I'll 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 reach out to him. Casey. You got anything? Well, I, if I'm <clears> being honest, it's the the historical Bucks teams were not are not my sure. forte. Right. Uh, so I think. I would, what's funny is I would have said Tony Dungy. Oh, okay. Well, we like got that, it. Guess so what? your dream comes true. So I was like, this is here, better than Disney. I was trying to think of another one because you're already having him. And then I was like, well, wait, no, like I shouldn't change it. That still would be. I mean, I've always loved him and I've read some of his stuff. And I grew up a, a huge fan of his, even though I didn't grow up a Bucks fan. I grew up a big mm-hmm. Tony Dungy fan. And so, yeah, like I, I even, that was kind of a moment for me. I interviewed him for the first time ever a week or two ago, yeah. whatever he, he was in here, for yeah. the Ring of Honor. Um, press conference, and you know, I, I don't get starstruck very often. It's I actually I don't know that I'd ever call it starstruck, but there are people that I am very excited to interview, and that was definitely one of them. And That's cool. He he was of course incredibly gracious and nice and everything that I expected him to be. That's a good answer. You trying to think of another one, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff has a thinking face. Yeah. Seriously, it's, no. It's, I mean, that's a great. Uh, I'm just if that's your thinking face, I bet Linda doesn't really want you thinking. No, around. not at all. Well, I don't think at home. <laughs> Especially when she you get home and no more thinking. Yes. That's why his face didn't know what to do. It doesn't uh, happen that often. Uh, I don't know. Well, how about if it didn't have to be Buccaneer related? It could be anybody in any field. Oh, gosh. I think it's I, I'd, I'd want J.J. Abrams on so we could talk about my all-time favorite TV show, Lost. <laughs> You do love that show yes. so much. I've never, I, I, I actually have it on. I have the whole set. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I have, I have season one. Never opened the package. Season one is good for about three quarters away, yeah. and then it kind of tails never, off. Uh, never had. I was working at a radio station, so we got it for free. I never opened it. <laughs> you guys got an answer to that one, or are we? Mm. I think mine might. This is going to sound silly, but I, I would say Ellen DeGeneres. I don't oh, know why. I just, I just love her, and she's so funny. <laughs> And she can get celebrities to just do anything yes. and it'd be hilarious. Every, everyone answer. loves her. Like, she's the person that, like, when they do the whole who you want to go to have dinner with, yeah. she's absolutely my answer. Like, for sure, at some point, bucket list thing would be like just to meet her That's for five answer. seconds. Yeah. Um, See, I, I, I don't have anything like that. Okay. I played a lot of these games last week when I went to an ECU game that got oh. rain delayed for <laughs> three hours. We played the who do you want to go to dinner with? Yeah. We played a lot of these games standing on the bleachers, so, so I've got. I was ready for this. I was. Good. This was. I was prepped for this. I had a preseason to prepare for this. <laughs> Jeff never wants me to tell him the questions ahead of time. So. Oh, but then he doesn't know the answer. <laughs> He's not ready for it. There's, yeah. there's a problem here. We're the, ganging up on you. Now. Not at all. I'm. <laughs> yeah. I'm very. It's not like he's reco- yeah. contractually required to have yeah. an answer here. I've, yes. I've. Uh, how about this? I've uh, done this so long. I've interviewed interviewed oh. everybody I wanted to. <laughs> I think that's a wow. good way to end this. How's yeah. that? Yes. Because right. he's looking I love pretty pleased Jeff's with himself. Jeff's humility. Right now. It's my favorite characteristic yeah. about him. All right. Well, kumbaya's over with right now. So. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Take us. You ready? Yep. All right. Since you did, thanks for listening. 